Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones, and this is episode 63 of the Photography Q&A podcast. This week, I'm going to ramble on a bit about aperture and depth of field. Next week, I'll cover shutter speed and ISO. I'll go through a few different types of photography and explain how to choose your aperture, shutter speed, ISO while you're working in that type of photography. So let's get started with aperture and depth of field. If you've listened to the repeat episode of the exposure triangle or you listen to the original one and you remember everything, you know that the aperture blades are in the lens. These blades control how much light passes through the lens and onto the sensor. The amount of light that passes through the lens is measured using the focal stop scale and that's abbreviated to f-stop. The lower the number, the more light passes through. Now I'm not going to go over how the stops work. If you need to learn that, you can listen to either the, the two exposure triangle episodes and you can also sign up on the 50millimeterframework.com website, which I haven't done much to in the last few months. But anyway, get over to the 50millimeterframework.com website and you can download the exposure triangle PDF. Okay, so next we've got depth of field. One of the side effects of using low F numbers is a shallow depth of field. The wider the aperture opening, the shallower the depth of field is. Using aperture settings to control your depth of field is something you need to learn. Again, if you don't understand it, listen to the Exposure Triangle episodes and download that PDF I told you about. If you've listened to some of the other episodes of this podcast, you've probably heard me mention the the app called PhotoPills. It's an app and it's also on their website. You can use it on there directly. It's a great app. Give it a try. It's free. It doesn't cost a penny. Okay, so let's go through a few scenarios. We'll start with landscape, which is probably the most difficult one. You'd think it'd be the easiest, but it's not always the case. Now, most landscape photos have a very deep depth of field. That's everything from right in front of the camera to infinity is in focus. So infinity, everything you can see as far as you can see is going to be in focus. I've heard people say, and I've said it myself on this podcast, that you need to focus one third into the scene or the frame when you're taking a landscape photo. This is a safe way to make sure that your depth of field is at its maximum. And that is that it's focusing to infinity. If you want to be accurate, you need to find out what the hyperfocal distance is related to your camera, lens, and aperture combination. Now, you can do this using the PhotoPills app. It's very simple. So all you've got to do is pick your camera body from the list, then set the focal length, so 24, 50 millimeters, whatever you're using, and the aperture that you're considering using. The hyperfocal distance is at the top of those results. Here's an example. You're using a Nikon D3400. You've got your lens set to 24 millimeters if it's a zoom or if it is 24 millimeters, you put that in 24 and you're going to use an aperture of f11, which is a great starting point for anyone shooting landscapes. Most of the top guys, that's their favorite aperture. So f11. The hyperfocal distance for that setup is 8.87 feet. So if you focus on a rock that is nine feet in front of the camera, everything behind the focus point, which is the rock, will be in focus to infinity. Everything will be in focus. Anything less than the 8.8 feet and the far reaches of the frame might not be in focus. They still could be, 
but you can't guarantee it. You've got to see what the distance is. And if you don't know that the mountains are two miles away and you're only, your focus is only going to go one and a half, the mountains won't be in sharp focus. Also, check out the depth of field near limit. This is the distance from the camera to the subject that isn't in focus. And as a rule, wide angle lenses like a 24mm have a very small near limit. The longer your focal length, the longer the out of focus near limit is. So if you're using a 50mm lens, the depth of field near limit expands to 30 feet, which is bigger, but if you're shooting mountains over a mile away, that 30 feet won't matter. It, you, it just will not matter. So the focus one-third into the scene is a foolproof method, but if you want to include something in the foreground, it's best to find out what the, that hyperfocal distance is. Uh, you don't... Like I'm, we're, we're saying, oh, you can, as long as you focus over 8.87 feet, just ballpark it, ballpark and see. If you're out a foot, it doesn't matter. Just add a foot on just to make sure. You don't have to get out there with a tape measure. I'm going to put a, a link in the show notes for the photo pills calculator, like I said before. Um, I would have this app on my phone also. In fact, I do have it on my phone. So you can check stuff out while you're out in the field. You don't have to do it before you leave and try and remember it or write it down. You can just get your phone out and have a quick look. Okay, so next, let's look at something a bit easier and less complicated, and that is portraits. Okay, in portrait photography, the aim is to get the subject or subjects in focus, and in most cases, you want to get a bokeh, a blurry background. If you're taking a portrait of a family and they're staggered away from you, that's staggered, not staggering, although I've been to a few weddings where it's been staggering away from me. So if each person is at a different distance away from you, I want you to guesstimate the distance from the person nearest to you to the person at the back. Knowing this distance is going to allow you to choose an aperture that will get everyone in focus. So if you think it's, say, four feet, round it up to five. Just go that little bit extra just to make sure because there's nothing worse than getting home looking at the images and the person furthest away is just slightly soft. It's out of focus slightly. And that's not the best thing to try and sell. So let's do another photo pills example. So I'm going to put down a Canon T7i, a 35mm lens, and you're shooting from about 12 feet away. The distance from the front to the rear of your subjects is approximately 5 feet. So you set the aperture to f4 in photo pills. And now look at the depth of field behind measurement. It says 3.48 feet, but you need 5 feet. So change the aperture to f5.6. And now the depth of field behind, which is the depth of field behind the focus point, is 5.59 feet, which will keep everyone in focus. You don't want to go f4 or anything lower than f5.6 because you know that the people at the back will not be in focus. Another example is a single person headshot portrait. The depth of field needed here is shallow because you only need to get the subject's face in focus. You focus on one of the subject's eyes and might only need a depth of field of four to five inches. So let's do another, put some more stuff into the photo pills, a Canon T7i, a 50mm lens at f4 from six feet away gives you a depth of field behind of a little over four inches. It also gives you a depth of field in front of the focus point 
of 3.69, so a little over three and a half inches. And that's going to keep the subject's nose in focus. If the person has a huge nose, then maybe you need to change your, your aperture settings a little bit more to get the nose in. All right, joking aside, let's go on to sports. When I was shooting dog agility, I needed a depth of field of four or six inches. And that was when I was capturing a dog coming straight at me over a jump. All I wanted in sharp focus were the dog's head, his face and the front paws. Depending on the size of the dog, my aperture would be in the range of f4 to f8. So you need to think about how much depth of field you need and use photo pills to decide on the aperture. If you're shooting a fast-moving subject, you need a fast shutter speed. But the first thing you should consider is aperture. Yes, you might freeze the action. You might freeze it perfectly. But if the depth of field is only an inch, the photo is just not going to work. So aperture is the first thing you consider when you're setting up a picture. So from now on, think about what you want to capture and how big that depth of field needs to be. Okay, that's it for another episode. I think I covered everything there. I'll be back next week with more Waffle. Bye for now.